1: IP, welcome into the PHLY Phillies podcast. (laughs) What do you you think, Renee? Is that a a good start to the show?
2: I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I I like that. You know what? I like that you like. Leaned into it. Yeah. If you're gonna say the line, you gotta you gotta, you gotta say go the line. for
1: it. It burns when I pee, and my doctor is no help. Uh, but it has nothing to do with my urination. It has everything <laughs> to do with the Baltimore Orioles. Welcome into the PHLY Phillies podcast. Renee Washington, Tyler Zuli, myself, Jamie Lynch, oh, in with you for the next hour. We are gonna have uh, John Foley join us a uh, uh, about 12:30 halfway through. Uh, but welcome in. Barbara Carroll gets the honor of ooh, first comment in the Ooh. chat today uh and no i do not have a uti i just <laughs> wanted to say it burns when i pee uh burning down the house uh what was the show title here tyler burns, burns so good in, burns and for in, you burns and yeah. for you we went there's through a lot of
2: ways that you can w- burns, let it burn burns baby burns, burns, baby burns. <laughs> yeah
1: we went through every iteration of it every cheesy song we could think there's of so, there's
2: a lot of burns
1: there is um, um but burns when i pee did not make the cut
2: no, so but you, that's why you had to bring it in there because yeah, you I didn't want to be- leave that out. You know, I there's I so felt many other I like others. it was
1: owed. You know, Bo Wolf mentioned it. You, you know, it's just like it, it, it deserves some honor Yeah,
2: sure. So I'm trying to think of some others that you could have went with, but uh, okay. Yeah, Let It Burn's is mine.
1: Yeah, Let It. My whole let, song let it, that I had.
2: It. That is that you know. off of Let It Go. No, it's off of Let It Burn by Usher. Oh. Let It Burn. You know
1: me and Usher knowledge. I'm <laughs> not very good. <laughs> Jamie. I know. Super Bowl halftime I show. this is
2: your Jaime alter ego would know it.
1: All right. I will give you two um, 15 seconds here to address the elephant in the room. <laughs> and that is the Super Bowl singing performance uh, on Nickelodeon's broadcast.
2: The most exciting. That the most exciting SpongeBob is going to be
1: singing what?
2: His, his legendary football I, song. I don't know any of it. <laughs> This is the most exciting news of the day. We're starting things off SpongeBob's way. That's not the actual song. It's but you know the jingle, Tyler. Yeah, it's the most
3: important meal of the day.
1: So starting off Gary's, Gary's way.
2: way.
3: <laughs> no idea what any of that
1: I means. I think I
2: wasn't gonna say any SpongeBob references, but then I feel like you teed me up, and I. Can't I did. While well,
1: I was you know breaking news I'm, yesterday.
2: I'm, it was breaking news. The Nickelodeon broadcast yeah. for for football games has, has been great. It and has so been. And so for the a, Super Bowl, this yeah. now makes me excited. I have a reason to watch between Usher and SpongeBob. I'm there for the concert. I'm yeah. just there for the music. Usher so this will be your SpongeBob. chance. This That's SpongeBob. This is a big it. Super Bowl Usher for you. SpongeBob is what I'm looking forward to. Nothing else. Yeah.
1: All right. So we got a lot to get to today. We obviously <laughs> have a down on the farm. We have, uh, you know, a guess that swing to get to. We have our final positivity from Renee to complete our 24 days of Phillies positivity. Uh, but obviously we have to start with the major news in baseball yesterday. And that was Corbin Burns going to the Baltimore. Baltimore orioles we've talked about the orioles a lot this offseason in the prism of what the hell are they doing Mm. you have a championship caliber team you need starting pitching now they have the last laugh they go out and get corbin burns to anchor their rotation one of the best pitchers in baseball Uh, and increase their odds depending on what book you're looking at um anywhere from like 200 to 400 points and when you're talking about a championship movement that is substantial Uh, we'll get into all the world series odds after this move Uh, but renee your initial gut reaction when you heard the corbin burns news yesterday uh, we will talk about you know what he went for and what that is in philly's land and yada 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 all that stuff but what was your initial
2: gut it's like Baltimore's been telling us, relax, bruh. I got this. <laughs> because they went from being quiet um, to now making the biggest splash this week. Listen, the Baltimore Orioles, it's been quite a time for Baltimore in general. Between the Ravens, despite their f- awful, awful performance in the AFC Championship, and the Orioles being a top team in baseball, ending their postseason drought last year, this is an exciting time, and they're capitalizing on it. And now you sell the team, and a few days later, you make a huge move. It's not the biggest move, obviously. We know, Shohei Ohtani, Otani? Uh, but one of the biggest moves this offseason. Definitely. And it really had me, like... That could have been us. Like, I felt like, and I know we're going to, everybody has different opinions on whether or not the Phillies should have gone after Corbin Burns. But seeing what was included in this deal makes me feel like that could have been us. So my initial thought was like, wait, what? like they're close to finalizing a deal and the minutes later the deal has happened um and then my next thought was could the phillies have should the phillies have would the phillies have made this deal happen but uh it makes sense for actually both parties when i as i read more and more of what was said coming out of the news
1: yeah so the full trade uh happened where the Orioles receive Corbin Burns. Milwaukee gets back infielder Joey Ortiz, um, who, if you put it in terms of the Phillies don't really have this player with the major league experience and minor league options left. Um, they don't really have that caliber player to compare it to. But if Joey Ortiz was in the Phillies farm system, he would probably be a top three or four Prospect. Yeah, uh, he's their sixth prospect. Uh, so the Orioles do protect their top five prospects. He's their sixth equivalent to our probably like second or third because the Orioles have the number one farm system in baseball Uh, they also send left-handed pitcher DL Hall who was used in a bullpen role with Baltimore last year but Milwaukee views him as a starting pitcher uh, so they're likely going to give him the opportunity to start and then of course the 34th pick overall in the 2024 draft now you cannot trade draft picks in Major League Baseball unless it is a competitive balanced draft pick uh so that actually is a fairly valuable piece the 34th Mm -hmm. uh rare that i think it's relatively rare tyler correct me if i'm wrong that it's that high of a pick for
3: competitive balance i I mean generally speaking you don't see a lot of comp balance picks getting moved regardless just because uh, for a lot of these teams that have the competitive balance picks they are the small market teams and these are selections that they Oftentimes, try to use yeah. to select guys that are, you know, first round adjacent type players, where you get them at a, a cheaper rate because they're not. It it is the first round, but it's not first round, yeah. quote unquote. So you get them at a little bit of a cheaper rate. But like teams like the Orioles, the Rays, the A's, the Reds, sure. the Pirates, like they you, count they on you, these. They count on these picks. That's mm-hmm. a significant pick. Yeah. So that was kind of the icing on the cake for the deal. I see a couple of
1: people in the chat saying Hall has had a hard time staying healthy. Uh, Hall in terms of the Phillies farm system would probably fall in like that five to nine range somewhere in there Mm -hmm. Uh, but for the Orioles you know I think he was ninth for them so they essentially give up their sixth and ninth prospects uh, plus the 34th pick in the draft now Corbin burns has one year remaining and he is represented by the big bad wolf Scott Boris (laughs) so an extension is unlikely now because you know even talking with Zach Berman uh, from the Eagles show today. I, I didn't I didn't understand the scope of Zach Berman's prospect love. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Zach made the good point like, Usually the Brewers are pretty well-run organization when it comes to prospects, so maybe they see something uh, in these two that maybe others don't, but I think the general consensus online, Renee, is that uh, the Orioles kind of fleeced them a little bit.
2: Yeah, so for Baltimore specifically, this is an opportunity for them to bring in a pitcher that can do something many haven't. Uh, Corbin Burns, someone who's thrown over 200 strikeouts, and the numbers he's put up, they're, he automatically bumps the top of their rotation. So for them, it makes complete sense. Even with the one year, left. Um, I know Barbara was mentioning that he's it's like a rental. Um, it's a one year, then you go from there. And they still, as you talked about, have five top 100 prospects. Now, on the other side for the Brewers, uh, it, it may look like Baltimore clearly won this, but the Brewers, actually both teams have openly said they, are look, they were looking to make a deal, but they wanted to find the right fit. Neither team was desperate in that sense. We, of course, heard Corbin Burns was being shopped way back in 2023 last year at the end of the at the end of the year in the off, the start of the offseason so both teams were looking for that right fit and the brewers felt like they had it because they're saying this is not a rebuild for us this is us bringing in guys that can help us now and help us in the future and they feel as though with bringing in both of these pieces as well as that 34th pick It allows them to have opportunities to bring in players that are major league ready. They didn't want prospects that still needed more time and that were on the cusp. They wanted guys that have already had a chance to, to play major, you know, a good amount of major innings. And they thought th- th- with those two, it's exactly that. So for Ortiz and Hall, they were talking about, and I know I've read different quotes from their front office about how they feel like they have bright futures. They're, they are much like the Orioles. The Orioles are in a win-now mode. Um, the Brewers are also in a – we, we, we want to compete now. This is not about – all, yeah. A full overhaul. So I don't it believe actually, them. I know, but actually, I'm like, okay, you're saying all the right things. We'll you actually re- see what it happens when we when you start playing games. But
1: um, I mean, they were going to lose him at the year's end. They're not going to spend the. And open that's exactly market what value, they were saying. So they wanted
2: to get something, knowing that Corbin Burns had already made it known he did not want to go back to Milwaukee. So you're going to have him here for another year, knowing he wants to walk at the end of this season. Yeah. Versus being able to utilize him and and get something in return. So I think for Milwaukee, it's a smart move. Um. I still, you know
1: I would have guessed they could have gotten more. I would have expected more. Exactly, I would have guessed they could have gotten more. I think
2: those three pieces are a good move, but I was expecting maybe one or two other pieces involved in that deal for Corbin Burns. So, you know,
1: Baltimore must feel okay with new ownership coming in, that they're going to be able to, uh, you know, you don't want to give all that for a one-year rental, ideally. Um, So it's Scott Boris. He's probably going to want Burns to hit the market Mm -hmm. so that they can boost that number up. But I would imagine Baltimore's already got it in their mind they're going to say all right here's 35 to 40 million a year for corbin burns uh we'll extend him so now uh i'm searching twitter this morning right before the show just doing some (laughs) prep work and all that and i see dylan cease trending and Mm -hmm. i go what the what the who what So i click on dylan cease i start reading all of it and john morosi is the root of the trending and he on mlb network this morning said with the orioles protecting their top five uh prospects this trade in no way removes them from the Dylan Cease trade market.
2: If the Orioles
1: go out and get Dylan Cease and Corbin Burns uh, to put on top of Braddish and bump him down to three, Mm -hmm. they all of a sudden, I I think they're the team to beat in the AL. uh, Assuming that Jackson Holliday steps right in and, is the number one prospect in baseball and plays like it. Uh, If you're a Baltimore Orioles fan, you know, I saw Scott Van Pelt and a lot of Mm -hmm. other, like, Baltimore area people tweeting uh, joy yesterday. It's pretty damn exciting if you're an Orioles fan. They are probably right there neck and neck with the Yankees, but the Orioles did it last year. The Yankees didn't as the top team in the AL.
2: And exact as you mentioned, Jackson Holiday. Um, And then, of course, with their rotation now, Corbin Burns at the top. This is before – and if they – don't even add Dylan Cease, Corbin Burns, as you mentioned, Kyle Bradish, Grayson Rodriguez, John Means, and Dean Kremer. Um, this is a group that's that's very well. <laughs> it is scary. I know I, there were different quotes from various executives and people from around the league say, "Whoa, this is a scary move for Baltimore because they have been a sleeper and they've been kind of quiet. And then this week, you sell and you and you trade, and it's a whole different looking Orioles team." and sounds like they're not done yet. So I know as we were even talking in our show yesterday that once the the team was sold there were those I was seeing various quotes coming out that I was reading about how the you know the Orioles are now looking to be a little bit more aggressive and that's something that with Angelos the Angelos in charge Uh, Tyler called it
1: the fuck you Peter Angelos yeah they
2: weren't able to do that with the Angelos in charge and now they're ready they're ready they've been waiting they've been wanting to make moves like this they haven't been able to make these moves and now this is a whole different Orioles
1: yeah club I don't want to forget the Astros and Rangers obviously they're AL contenders as well but the Orioles certainly um shot up the chances of making the World Series a lot yesterday and now if they go out and get a Dylan or say screw it let's go get mm-hmm. Montgomery or Snell uh they're gonna be even even better uh, yeah. one guy I did think about in this uh <laughs> was Reese Hoskins
2: oh our Reese Reese and
1: poo. I you know <laughs> I don't feel that bad for him because he's making a lot of money and he gets to play baseball for a living but in terms of like did his agent not tell him that they were going to trade Corbin Burns? So, this is from MLB. He sat down with MLB.com last week. I think the Brewers writer, the Todd Zalecki of Milwaukee. And Todd's actually from out there in Milwaukee, oddly enough. Uh, but anyway, Reese said, while fielding offers, Hoskins said he only considered contenders. He liked that the Brewers had been to the postseason in five of the past six years. He liked the idea of hitting at American Family Field, where in a small sample of 42 at-bats, he had a 342, 405, 790 slash line, and he liked the idea of no longer digging into the batter's box against Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, and what has been a tough Brewers staff. Um, sorry, Reese. Yeah. Um, the odds of Baltimore contending just uh, plummeted a little bit. So I did yeah. announce, of me was like, ah, oh, that sucks for Reese because when I they made the Reese move, I went, okay. Milwaukee's going to give it that like college effort try mm-hmm. here before the trade deadline and see. And uh,
2: well, yeah. Again, that sucks. Milwaukee is, is really spinning this positively as they have to and as they should. <laughs> sure. Um, and they're saying all the right things. You, you know, got, we got, you got some young one pieces. of the best pitchers in baseball. I, <laughs> yeah. I understand getting
1: young pieces back. <laughs> you they got like. these
2: young pieces. They feel like there's a lot of upside that they bring. They were impressed with how they played last year for the Orioles, especially in the playoffs. So they're looking at, look, we got one of the best first basemen. We've got these great youngsters, and this is going to be a whole different team. And we were going to. Mm lose Corbin Burns anyways, and it all sounds great. I mean, it but makes
1: sense from them, but like Reese's yeah. agent should have been like, hey, before you sign with them, just know.
2: It's, it's like when you go to a college and you you have been recruited by this coach, and then you yeah. finally commit, and the coach is, is leaving. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. This is not what I came here for. Yeah. Um, so it does feel a little bit like eh. I wonder how much I would
1: rent, not Reese's, buy in Milwaukee. Reese, yeah, you know? exactly. maybe Maybe get some temporary and maybe housing. maybe
2: that was kind of the expectation on Reese's I side of it. The hypothetical
1: man said, yeah, Reese will be gone uh, by July. There's yeah, a really good and, and chance and there, of that.
2: Honestly, we already were seeing that speculation. This could be, uh, you know, bring Reese in, see what he can do, and he's out for the trade deadline. But I think it is a rent-not-buy situation. Yeah, Don't expect well, it to be too long, Reese. Now,
1: uh, can, we be, um, can we be vultures on the Brewers' roster? Or is that something you're going to have to wait to the deadline? Because we've talked about Devin Williams a bunch of times this Devin offseason. Devin Williams. He just got named the top bullpen arm in baseball yesterday on MLB Network's um, list. Jose Alvarado actually came in 10th. We'll dive into that list in a second here. Uh, but Tyler, I know you, uh, you know, Willie, uh, I I am going to screw go it up. up. Go
2: ahead. Yeah, what? Go, go what ahead, are you Jamie. Here? You
3: can do it. Aiden Nope.
2: What is happening?
3: Willie Ad- Ad- Adamase. Nope. Ah. I can't do it. Adames.
1: Adames. Uh, he might get moved. Devin Williams possibly could get moved. Uh, how old is Peralta? Is he like 28, 29? Yeah, something like so that. So they're probably not. If he has years remaining, they're probably not going to move on from him. But now you look at the Brewers and you go. He's only 20,
2: 27. He's 27.
1: 27. And
2: Devin's okay. 29.
1: I would do bad things to get Devin Williams oh, in Philadelphia. Brother.
2: I mean, I definitely would do a lot of things. Um, would
1: you eat cheese? American sliced white cheese right from the Sacrifice
2: deli. for the team.
1: Would you eat American cheese for Devin Williams?
2: I, I would do it. Wow. I would do
1: it. I admire your commitment, Renee. I can see I you getting this. uneasy just talking about it. I would do it.
2: I think I, I, think I could do it. i put the team on my back for, for Philly. Put I wish right she,
3: Renee cheese Jamie wears socks for a week Ooh. oh no no
2: not just socks and socks sh- sneakers with some, I, I want some a little more fluff in there like some an, some man Uggs
1: mm. <laughs> oh, just the idea of sweaty feet like have you that. ever
2: worn like some Uggs I
1: have a I have Ugg slippers oh, not great. like the boots
2: okay that's fine slippers and Uggs
1: yeah and um, then Tyler
2: you have to do you go music do we go well, Yeah,
1: you know, where's Tyler most uncomfortable?
2: Hmm. He doesn't like heights.
3: It's true. I don't. You
1: know, would make you me go up to the top the- of the Comcast Tower and have a cocktail with me while nope. looking out the window? Oh, yeah, inside probably. <laughs> okay.
3: Yeah, like I was telling Renee yesterday. But would you be uncomfortable
1: standing against the window there? Extremely. Okay.
2: You have to stand against the window for five minutes.
1: What oh, is <laughs> We'll go up to Jean George and have oh a cocktail. <laughs> what? John George okay. is the uh, the fancy pants restaurant up there. Oh, the are, you, yeah, are, sure. you,
2: are you running down Broad Street nude? Mickey um, Durkin's basically asking <laughs> you. Are, are you
1: If streaking? we get Devin Williams, I might.
2: I mean, this we talked about this on the show. We did a whole trade around Devin Williams. Yeah. And people were like...
1: <laughs> and he just got named Why the top you? bullpen arm he in baseball. He just got named
2: the top bullpen arm. And the Brewers, although they're claiming it's not a rebuild time period, and they're not... Their, their win now and win later mentality, it's it's smelling, smell that, Jamie? It smells a little bit Sm- like a, I won't call it a rebuild, but it smells like a little bit of a- well, Like what The Rock is cooking? Reno. There you go,
3: CMC it's, gave me a
1: good
2: smells one. smells like a renovation. I got call all the
3: Phillies by their first names. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Spiral Out says you have to listen to Grateful Dead only for a month. Ugh. Come on, Tyler. I can give you the good stuff.
2: Sixty-three dollars like on a drink. like jam bands. Sixty-three dollars on a drink.
1: They're bluegrass rock. I mean, they're a little jammy at times, but they're. No, Grateful Dead. There's foundational rock and blues and bluegrass in there.
3: Yeah, it's I mean, so here's the thing: if you were to give me a give you the '78 like, uh, Europe
1: tour, Tyler, Tyler, you got to say, Tyler, you
3: gotta pick a band and only listen to them that you like truly like. Want to throw up when you listen to? Blink 182 would be it. Oh, really?
1: I hate I hate like a I Blink, Blink, Blink with a passion
2: back huh. in the day. I like they're, the little Blink Blink.
1: Uh, yeah, I never really got into them.
2: Well, them and, like, Linkin Park were big when I was in, like, elementary school. Two
3: entirely different bands. No. <laughs> Extremely different bands. Yes.
2: But I'm just saying they were big. Yeah, and they're okay, not, that's fair. I wouldn't fair. listen to any of them today. That's fair. But, like, those are types of bands that growing up were <laughs> big, better. Anyways, <laughs> um, now that we're going down to music and I'm, like, thinking of some others, but... This smells a lot like a renovation. I won't call it a full-on rebuild, but it's smelling but like they're trying to make some moves and mi- they might be interested in fishing out some more names. And yeah, if
1: Milwaukee sucks in the first two months of the, the season, start, start prying that roster apart and see who you can get. Uh, CMC Ugh. says, DMB, deep tracks only. Oh, Don't tease me with a good time, CMC. <laughs> um, but yes, you know, look, we'll see if Devin Williams oh. becomes available. He's going to cost you a lot. We talked about it before. I uh, thought
2: Corbin Burns is going to cost a well, lot. Well, so
1: the Corbin Burns trade in terms of the Phillies. Now, there's a man out there whose uh, information I'm not allowed to use, but he did tweet about um, it's, we just got this, a
2: thumbs down.
1: Well, this, this thing, in, uh, is it's it called you? Twitter, is, uh, is public space. <laughs> and there is a guy that knows a lot about Philly's minor <laughs> leaguers uh, and does a really nice job, but I'm not allowed to reference his work. Anyway, he, um, he speculated that it would probably, the equivalent in Philly's terms would probably be something around this for Corbin Burns. Mick Abel, Aiden Miller, and say like one of Kaba or Bogoya. Uh, that's a hefty price.
2: Would you take that deal?
1: For a one-year rental, I, I know this is going to be unpopular to hear. I probably wouldn't.
2: So if because of Burns this Burns was with the Phillies...
1: Yes, you would have Burns, Wheeler, and NOLA for this one year, which would be unbelievable. That's a very high price to pay for a rental. The problem, and where I probably don't do it, is... I don't think it's good business to have three plus 30-year-old pitchers tied up for, depending on what Wheeler gets, at least four to six years. You'd have three 30-year-old guys. Hopefully, you could protect uh, Sanchez and Ranger. I mean, it would be a filthy rotation, but like you really decimate your minor league system here. Uh, and I know. And, and look, I'm Mr. Don't Clutch Your Pearls when it comes to mm-hmm. prospects. But the fact that it's a rental—that's a really high price to pay.
2: Yeah, the so one, I
1: probably wouldn't, and that pains me to say.
2: That part makes it tough. It's enticing to think about that rotation, because you have a lot of options there, and it would be filthy, and it would be—it would be very fun to watch. Um, but then it's—I mean—we're already talking about the Zach Wheeler extension that needs to happen, since he'll be a free yes. agent next year. Um, it just requires that's a lot. That's of the, from equation, the Phillies. Yeah. yeah, it requires a lot from the Phillies to pay and moves that I don't think they wouldn't they would make. I would I would rather have Devin Williams if we had to so choose. So Devin Williams
1: will cost less. I mean right. he's younger and cheaper obviously, but I would imagine he costs... teams do you do- upgrade uh, from
2: like a Craig Kimbrel
0: yeah, to a teams Devin, Devin Williams. Yeah, teams don't typically
1: like trading a lot for big bullpen pieces because yeah. like historically I mean it's such a fickle position closer. Like some guys have great years down here. Great year, down year. Uh, Like, Aaron Knoll's only good on the even years. Like, baseball's weird. So, like, Devin Williams is going to cost you slightly less, but because of his age, because of his rank in baseball, I mean, it's going to be expensive. Would I give up Aiden Miller and Mick Abel to get Devin Williams? (sighs) And I saw Matt Gelb write about this, and I think this is a fair point. We view it, us as fans and fanalists and all that, like, view it as, like, this championship window is closing. Dave Dombrowski and staff don't view the window as closing they're trying to keep this a 10-year window whereas we view it on the outside as like dude you got two or three more years max because these guys are 30 31 you know they're all in their prime so like would i do that i probably would because irrationally i see the window shrinking Mm. not staying open dave dombrowski preston mattingly sam fold are, are trying to go all right like we need to keep this window open for eight to ten years and they might view it that way and that's the difference between uh, front office and fans and analysts so would i yeah i probably would because then all of a sudden you have devin williams and jose alvarado as the back end of your bullpen i mean anybody can catch these hands come playoff time
2: Yeah, well you know what decision doesn't have to be difficult. That's where you start your day and eat some delicious breakfast. That's over at Bagels and Co. Brooklyn style bagels made Mm. in Philly, right in our backyard. We actually had Bagels and Co. They were kind enough to bring us some on Tuesday. I've been thinking about that Monte Cristo ever since. And they brought us some delicious fresh bagels and also some breakfast bagel sandwiches. We had a sauce, we had a bacon, egg, and cheese. We had what was the what was yours? The
1: I had the Monte Cristo bagel. Turkey, ham, cheese. Oh, yeah. Bagels are huge. It huge. makes a great sandwich. And
2: it was delicious. And the great thing about bagels and co. is exactly like Jamie just mentioned, you get large meaty hearty sandwiches you get lots on there and they're delicious and they're a great price also 15 to 20 different fresh bagels every day a variety of bagels but also a variety of cream cheeses 30 different flavors of schmears schmear. I know CMC saying it's schmear season they've got 30 different flavors they've got holiday specific ones they've got Philly sports specific ones so head on over to Bagels & Co check out the latest delicious options that they have and again right in our backyard which makes it even that much more convenient so in this economy Economy, make sure you're eating right breakfast lunch or dinner you're getting a, a very nutritious delicious breakfast sandwich for the best broken style bagels made right here in philly head to thebagelsandco.com mm. find the location location nearest you And you will not be sorry. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. Head on over to bagels and come. I had
1: one of the uh, leftover bagels with the scallion cream cheese yesterday. I just have to say, the scallion cream cheese is the true goat of all cream cheeses. Mm. I'm just just throwing that take out there on a Friday.
3: Wow. What a It's a It's an interesting one.
1: Oh, the scallion, the green onion, uh, cream cheese. What a delightful combo that is. Uh, And, you know, maybe I'll pack one up on the road with me this year when we're headed to Clearwater with our friends at Philly Sports Trips. I've gone on several Philly Sports Trips trips in the past. Vince uh, does a phenomenal job running this company because once you put down your deposit and your, your trip is booked, You can just literally shut your mind off. You don't have to think about another thing. Private charter flights, transportation to and from the airport, game tickets, transportation to the stadium from Clearwater Beach, There's going to be a St. Paddy's Day booze cruise that Renee, Tyler, and myself will be on with the good people of Philly Sports Trips. We hope that you can be one of these people, whether it be now or in the future. Uh, Clearwater is an amazing time. Clearwater Beach is spectacular. I'm already thinking about the grouper sandwiches and the bait house and the awesome restaurants down there. Frenchie's Tiki Bar in Left Field. It's just going to be a great trip. You get to hang with Philly's legend Charlie Manuel. Uncle Charlie. Charlie's gonna be making an appearance with us this year, Uh, and there's no better baseball guy to just be around than Uncle Charlie. Philly sports trips is a whole experience from start to finish. You can spend St. Patty's Day on that private yacht uh, with us, with catered dinners and drinks, boats and hoes, am I right? You know that movie? I do. All right, good job, Renee. We're proud of you on that one. Uh, So be on the lookout for more events dropping throughout the year. Prestige worldwide, wide, wide, throughout the year with Philly sports trips, 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 trips. Our our trip coming up is March 13th to 18th. I I, I might have a countdown for it on my calendar. Countdown, uh, um, countdown, (laughs) (laughs) countdown. Prestige worldwide, (laughs) wide. Uh, Philly wine mixer. Yeah, (laughs) trying to make bank, bro. So (laughs) So much room for activity. Yeah, if you want to join us, March 13th through. 18th, Don't wait to book. Head to allphly.com slash events to learn more and book your trip. Uh, before we bring in John Foley to join us here in a minute, I did just want to go through that, that bullpen list because Jose Alvarado did get his national recognition. Uh, he comes in at the number 10 on the list of best bullpen arms in baseball, according to the MLB Network. Uh, this came out yesterday. So, Jose, uh, what a what a move for the Phillies to get him off the scrap heap down in Tampa uh, and help turn him into one of the top ten closers in baseball or high leverage arms. I don't even know what you call guys anymore. Uh, number nine is Chris Martin on the sh- uh, the Boston Red Sox, who were in the news today because Theo Epstein has joined the Fenway Sports Group, which is John Henry's sports ownership company, and he is going to be the senior advisor to the Red Sox. So we'll see if the Red Sox actually change up their ways a little bit david bednar comes in at number eight brian abreu number seven edwin diaz who we didn't see last year because he was injured uh, he's got a
2: new teammate Shintaro fujinama
1: oh the, the, i didn't i missed that Nami, one he signed Nami, with the Mets. Me. yeah
2: that just happened so today, edwin actually. diaz and look right i'll now, say this this isn't ago, a popular
1: actually. take <laughs> i think the edwin diaz uh trumpet entrance is cool
3: Oh, I 100% agree. Yeah. yeah. I think it's
1: A Phillies fans don't like to hear that. super I, cool. I think it's really cool. Um, by the um, way, I'm
2: sorry. Fujinami just signed. There's a, a deal that just was put in place as we were doing the show um, today, so just 20 minutes with ago. With the Mets. With the Mets.
1: All right. Uh, there you go. Breaking Johann news. Johan Duran comes in number five. Evan Phillips number four. Pete Fairbanks on the Rays number three, who might be up there with – I don't know where Emmanuel Clase was. On the fan vote, he was like number four or five uh, on Shredder's top ten, he's not there. Uh Ryan Helsey comes in number two. And then of course Devin Williams with one of the best pitches in baseball comes in at number one. Emmanuel Class I should be in the top ten, I would say.
2: Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. So yeah.
3: I I don't know about you, Renee, and I know we're gonna do this when we do our own lists. Um five of these guys are in my top ten. Uh, that's it? Yeah.
2: Yeah, this this list I feel like needs needs our love. Their mlb we network to,
3: list making yeah. has been a little off, I, I guess you would say. <laughs> Like Azi is not it's being unseen.
2: I don't know if it's for clicks. I don't know if it's for starting conversation. I don't know if they really believe this. Maybe they're just missing and not watching. Uh but yeah, this this list is is pretty interesting. I'm I'm just happy Jose's on there, but overall, there are some names on here that shouldn't be in the top ten. And definitely ones missing. Like Class a. I don't know, I don't know where he is. I yeah, do not that's, have him, top that's ten. Yeah, that's weird.
1: But hopefully the Guardians sell, and maybe the Phillies will get a Devin Williams or an Emmanuel Class a. That would be quite nice. Uh, is uh, John with us there, Tyler? He is. All right, let's bring him in here. Oh, we
2: have a normal introduction for someone, <laughs> although he's not a guest. Yeah, uh, he's, he's,
1: a- he's part of the show, so no, he just knows our weirdness. Yeah. Um, we Welcome in john foley uh, he's at 2008 Phil's on twitter uh john i really enjoyed today's photoshop of one of my favorite movies groundhogs day uh very timely by you to put jt real muto <laughs> with the
0: groundhog on his lap <laughs> yeah uh you know very happy to join you all on this very special groundhog day edition of, of phly and uh yeah the, fo- the photoshop is a little bit of a no-brainer that one that one there's the layup
1: had one Wait. earlier in the week that really had me did cracking Punk up. Did
2: Punxsutawney see a shadow?
1: He spring is coming early. I yes. knew it.
2: I knew yeah, it.
0: Yeah, you
1: did a good job.
2: saw his shadow we saw the sunshine
1: yesterday yeah
2: and it's been warming up it feels like spring's coming um listen John with the news from that Corbin Burns headed to the Orioles um Jamie was saying he would not have taken made a deal if the Phillies had an option to trade any any prospects because of the names that the Phillies would have had to give up would you now knowing what was involved in that trade between the Brewers and the Orioles do you think the Phillies could have made a move to bring in Corbin Burns and you think it would have been a good deal to do so
0: for me i i always come down on the side of just shipping out the prospects shipping out the unknown quantities and and bring me that star and it, you know part of that is just like the instant gratification of it like all right forget about five years down the line just give me corbin burns right now and then part of it is just years and years of watching these trades never seem to work out for for the team that gets the prospects um you know the Phillies have been, have been on both sides of it. I've I've seen them ship out prospects for, for stars, and then you know, I've seen them as the uh, you know sort of that golden era quarter fell apart. Have to have to send out. You know we got like six players for Cole Hamels, and none of them really turned out to be much. Uh, and yeah, some teams are are in a place where they have to operate that way unless they they can't afford to to sign the contracts. So you have to ship the players out to get you know, new blood and control their contracts. I don't think the Phillies are in that place. They can, they can afford to to sign people. So I'm maybe, maybe a stereotypical Phillies, <laughs> Phillies enthusiast in that I, I want the star players. I want them now take whatever same, prospect I'm the same you way, want, but,
1: yeah, it just for me, like, the one-year rental aspect of it, John, and because Boris represents him, like, he's going to want to go to market. You know, do I want Do I want Corbin Burns with Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola? You bet your ass I do. Uh, but, like, a price tag of, like, a, a, an Abel, a Miller, and, like, say, a bergoya or a Caba, I think that kind of decimates your farm system, which has turned a corner here recently. And, you know, if you know me, like, I am not – I am with you like trade for proven talent all the time, but on that one year rental deal, it's kind of tough for me to get my head around.
0: Yeah, I hear that completely. And it's, and it's completely reasonable. Um, it's just not my, reasonable it's not as fun. I mean, we're, if he was here this year, we'd be, we'd be popping champagne today. Um,
2: but that's what so I, I feel like it I makes it. sense for that thing. reason. Maybe
0: we'll be better off down the line, but uh, right now it's just one of those. Why, why not us? type
2: of days yeah exactly john and that's how i'm feeling like i'm all for go now get the short thing figure out that one year issue next year today's problems are for today and tomorrow we'll save for another day um but then on the other side of it it makes you wonder names like devin williams john that maybe in the future could be getting shopped around would you go all in for devin though who we you we should see if he is moved moved for a lesser price tag
0: yeah, I mean, it, it all depends on the prices. Again, my my instinct is take take the known quantity. Um, I just I also feel there's there's years when you there's years when you rebuild the farm system, and then there's years when you're so close that maybe you sort of cash in on what you've built a little bit for immediate help to, to just get over that hump. And for a team that went to the World Series in 2022, and to the NLCS in 2023. It feels like a weird spot to be. To not, of course, they re-signed Ola. That's huge, but it doesn't change the team you had last year. Um, so it feels like an odd moment to be counting on this improvement coming from within, and you know, building the farm system, all things that very good, responsible organizations do. I understand it but also that the timing is, is interesting to me.
3: Yeah.
1: To not do anything when you're on the doorstep of, you know, back-to-back world series does seem a little strange to me, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, John Jose Alvarado gets named the 10th best bullpen arm in baseball. Yes. Yesterday by MLB network. Uh, this sure seems to me like one of the best like uh, moves, you know, pound for dollar that the phillies have made in the last 20 years because they got him for absolutely nothing from tampa bay uh you know hopefully this is a great sign for this front office going forward and being able to scout and develop these types of guys
0: yeah yeah it's incredible um alvarado such a success story um He's just, he's so much fun. Such down a down to player. Uh, yeah. It's just, just an absolute win for the Phillies. Um, they did it last year with, with Jeff Hoffman, who really never had that level of success and they seem to have unlocked something in him. So uh, we're longtime fans. We're we are very not used to players coming here and getting better somehow. Getting coached <laughs> up. So this is remarkable and it's, and it's fantastic. And I, and I hope it continues now to get so confident in your coaching abilities that you're just gonna make colby allard your your big offseason addition. <laughs> i don't know if we're going overboard but it is it is promising alvarado huge success glad to see him getting national recognition um and yeah hopefully hopefully they keep it up with with more of these guys
2: well john let's talk about something else very exciting pitchers and catches report In 11 days, they fly down in 11 days, but they start training in 12. I'm calculating in the flight because I feel like that's when the trip starts. Spring training begins when they board the plane or get in the car. So 11 days until they are traveling to Clearwater. But that's okay. And you are also going to be traveling to Clearwater before us. Um, You'll be down there the entire time covering, following, just in the mix. Um, I know you're going to also be sharing some of that information and you already have started sharing that information. just for those that are tuning in, that may have missed it, tease out what you've been sharing about your big spring training details to come up very very soon. You got a, a little over a week.
0: Yeah, and I'm excited. I, I see the flipboard here. Uh, I've I've got my own. It's got me on nine days. I'm I'm ready to hit the road. I'm going to drive down there, which is always a, a fun idea for like the first five hours of the trip, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you know you're just in Virginia forever. <laughs> wondering why didn't I just fly, uh, but yeah, heading down there soon. Uh, we'll be there every day, uh, you know, bringing bringing everybody as much information as I can. To, you know, um, uh, who's showing up when, who's looking good, who's working on what, uh, and uh, really looking really looking forward to it. It's it's, uh, it's exciting. It's it's my first time down there as a in a professional role. I've been down there a lot in the past and it's a great time. I highly recommend that everyone join our road trip, March 13th through 19th. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm going to be down there the whole time and it's, it's, it's basically a dream. John.
1: is the bait house. All right. So just the bait house. That's my favorite place down there for food and drinks. So if I
0: go places, got to hit up Lenny's
1: for breakfast and uh line, but it's always, <laughs> always delicious. It's worth it. Yeah. Uh, with the Atlanta Braves uh, I think just this morning maybe it was late last night but Ken Giles signs with the Atlanta Braves for 1.75 million minor league deal with an MLB camp invite uh, he recently he hasn't thrown in or he hasn't pitched in almost three years. Had some bullpen sessions last week. Please tell me, John, that the Braves are not going to find a diamond in the rough and find a healthy Ken Giles uh, to you know have a resurgence in his career down there.
0: Oh, that, that would be a nightmare. Is there any news on what his velocity is looking like nowadays? Is still, I haven't seen like, anything
2: it just reminds um, me of a movie
0: you know, i don't know <laughs> my first instinct is it's the braves of course the move's going to work out for them but uh you know they, they i remember they they signed howard to a, mid, a minor league deal the hamels and those haven't worked out so you know it, oh, it good. that's what i needed to, to <laughs> take a flyer on him but
1: yeah they don't do well him. with philly scraps all right you you've brought me full circle see I'm, I'm...
2: i I heard the news and I'm like, oh, no, this is just teeing up to me to be like a 30 for 30 or some movie that we're going to watch in the future of like this big comeback and the return to playing and all that. But fingers crossed, I'm wrong.
0: Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's entirely possible. I'm worried that you're right. But uh, yeah, fingers crossed that you're wrong. All right, John, take off your Phillies
1: cap here for a minute. I have the updated World Series odds after Corbin <laughs> Burns and the Orioles uh, put their, put their foot down yesterday. Mm. Uh, take away your Phillies fandom. You have the Los Angeles Dodgers number one plus three hundred and sixty. This is just gambling, John. This isn't this isn't baseball, Philly fan, John. Uh, Atlanta <laughs> Braves plus five hundred. The Houston Astros plus eight hundred. The Yankees at plus a thousand. Rangers at plus twelve hundred orioles plus 1300 philadelphia phillies plus 1500
0: i mean the phillies fan of me has already has already placed my bets on that (laughs) trying to look more objectively and see where there's value i think i continue to think the rangers are you know a little bit uh undervalued uh both in in national conversation about baseball and in in betting odds um one thing that's that's interesting is you see the Orioles and I think there was a bump in their chances, you know, based on the recent moves obviously. It's interesting to see they're they're still in a place that's pretty much the same as the Phillies who have had you know the most boring offseason possible. Um so it's it's a little bit of a helpful reminder that you know the team that has all the buzz and the excitement and the fun is not necessarily automatically better. So I know I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to be taking off the fan hat in this particular moment, but it is a nice reminder that the Phillies are are still good. They were a good team. They were, they were good enough to win last year. So running it back isn't crazy. It's not fun, but
1: no, it hasn't been the most exciting off season in the world, but perspective and talking to a lot of, uh, you know, guys that cover teams in other markets, like there is perspective that, we're in a better situation than most here in Philadelphia, so
2: exactly. you
1: try to walk that that balance
0: there, and you know it is what it is, right? Right. But those odds seem about right to me for for just about all the teams. Um, I would I wouldn't even objectively I wouldn't bet on the Braves um, after their their postseason. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the they I would Had a world on their shoulders uh, in in another series versus the Phillies. Can you imagine? So
2: yeah, looking at this, I wouldn't. The Dodgers are too too convenient. It's too easy. It's not
0: a good return, and it's
2: not a good return. The Braves, I uh, with their last two postseasons, I wouldn't bet on them. Um, I don't see the Rangers. It's it's tough to run it back and win back to back, and then the Yankees and Astros are just kind of. I feel like. You know, they're they're obviously the Yankees have made some significant moves with Juan Soto, and the Astros are the Astros, and now have Josh Hader. Um, but I think the Orioles and Phillies are actually the two teams, objectively, that make a lot of sense if you're placing a World Series uh, bet right now. But
0: who knows? Yeah, yeah. Let's get that well, so that, was- that uh, eighty-three rematch, right? exactly Exactly. finally finally we'll get our revenge
1: yeah well uh, make sure you are following John on Twitter at 2008 fills. he's gonna be down in Clearwater in nine days down there for the length of camp Uh, I would be lying if I if I didn't say I was a little bit jealous that you get to spend uh, six or seven weeks in Florida as I was down there last week weekend John and Man, that weather's nice. It was like yeah, 74 yeah, it's and just, sunny. just
0: a work trip. I won't be enjoying myself at all. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, You're going to sure, be yeah. grinding <laughs> at baseball games and then enjoying the sunshine and... All the greatness that Florida has to offer. Well, make sure you're following John's writing uh, on allphly.com. He'll be posting all of his stories and stuff there. We'll be catching up with him in mid-March when we are down there. Uh, But make sure you're visiting the website, and uh, we'll be pumping out his articles and stories. And and John's going to be doing a great job down there for us. So uh, we're looking forward to what you have in store for us down in Clearwater.
0: Thanks. A lot of great stuff on the way.
1: Awesome! can't wait for it. See you, John. And there is John Foley. Uh, Jamie's
2: th- a jelly Jamie.
1: I mean a little bit. Six weeks in Florida? That doesn't sound kind of nice to you? I
2: don't want six weeks. I think I'd be after a while. If I could have it. the
1: family down there with me, like, that would be yeah. Oh
2: yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I like, think after a while I'd be like...
1: So I'll go stay with John and then I'll just conference in with you okay. every day. Is that cool?
2: I'm being, yeah. With- I'll, I would go down for like a week or two. And then come back and then go down again.
1: Yeah. But yeah, getting a little taste of that weather last weekend, like in February, and then here it's just wet and gray and salty.
2: See, I also, mine is not just about the weather. After a while, I I would miss my bed. I just miss being home. Um, (laughs) I also, like, I probably complete, well, not probably definitively completely honest issues of you, I like to pack a lot of, like, clothes and shoes, and, like, I need all, like, my I got stuff, a pair of flip-flops, I'm don't. good, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like because of that reason, after all, I'm like, oh, I need this, or I forgot this, T-shirts, so I wish I had this shorts, shirt, or these shorts. shirts
1: and shirts, and shirts, yeah. and a quarter zip As or two, I'm, I'm good. As a female to pack
2: for six weeks, oh, my gosh, that would be they dreadful. D-
1: they do have um, washers and dryers. Dr-
2: no, no, who re-wears... You they have
3: that technology down they there. Do. they do they just got it like three clothes years ago
2: like, that. like I mean I wear like sweats and stuff but not you bring like I don't
3: know
1: eight outfits or some variation
2: that's the, what I'm packing for when we go down for one week like eight outfits yeah, yeah. Like and then two you just wear it day. again you're gonna oh che- gosh
1: you're gonna check a bag aren't you
2: <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna have to check a bag well, I, I mean, I think about that I, the other I'm day. probably going to need to check if you a bag too. You guys are too, not checking a bag. But I also have work
1: stuff. Don't check My goal every time I travel <laughs> is to get everything I can in the smallest amount of baggage. Like no, when no, I left last I'm weekend, my my wife was like, "You're only taking a backpack," and I was like,
2: "You only took a backpack?" Yeah.
1: Didn't you check your clubs? Well, in my golf bag, outside of my oh, golf okay. clubs. Um, yeah, all a you backpack. You know, the
2: problem is, you just. Need, I view it for as a challenge. women, you just need options. Like, what if I want to wear some cute <sighs> sandals one day with, like, a and nice And I bet every vacation sun, sun you come home through, from, next... you go, oh, wow, look at all this stuff I didn't even use or wear. Yeah, but at least I had, and I, you know what? I always come back, like, I still didn't pack enough. Because there's always something, like, it's different. You why does everybody pack outfit?
1: so much underwear on a vacation that they're going to shit themselves three times a day? Like, because, every time I get home, I'm like, well, why did I pack these four extra pairs of underwear? This well, is ridiculous. Well, because a
2: place like Florida, if you're swimming or going to be- and going to the beach, like you do need to change your underwear after when you shower. You don't put the same drawers back on. That's no, gross.
1: but like <laughs> it's usually too. Much. You, everybody but packs always, too much. Underwear. I
2: always over because that's one of those things you don't want to be caught. without. Like and like it's so small. Like it's so easy to just pack extra. They have stores. Who's buying? Then you have to spend money, and then. Like, you could probably wear the same outfit to different things. you wear the same thing to the golf yeah, course as you would to the I... show, yes. as you would to the bar. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like, J- Jamie and I love. have a like, very I'm my, easy... I would ch- probably change my outfit at least twice in a day. Like, like there, there, is, there is, is a fair day.
3: chance that, like, Jamie and I could find a, 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 a golf course while we're down there and, like, rent clubs. I was, and was and thinking wear, about that. And then wear that to really, the bar. I'm not Ask
2: any female. I don't know m- many females Barbara Carroll, Linda, Christy, you No, I you need like I wouldn't wear the same outfit I wear to work. And then go wear that to like every other function we do in Florida. Yeah. Like I'm gonna need a bathing suit, and then I'm gonna need like beach wear or pool clothes or like mm. whatever. It's just totally different. Tyler, you guys I, don't understand uh, the struggle, man.
1: I was looking up Clearwater <laughs> Beach area golf courses I'm yesterday.
3: And listen, if you if you're okay with renting clubs, I'm a hundred percent down to play. Oh, I can get fr- I can bring my clubs for free. Oh, well,
1: even better. I get a, I'm a American Airlines uh, corporate member. Oh, so do you oh, get you to a, oh, so I get you a free can bag. have
2: oh, yay, perfect. Bring your backpack. Check your gloves and <laughs> then I'll you give my you my one of my bags. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, they have the Chichi Rodriguez Golf Academy down there, which the Greens fees help um, kids in need and uh, inner city oh, it's troubled youth, and they try to get them on the golf course. And That's cool. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> really by, uh, by us golfing, we're helping children. <laughs> so, you see? Yeah. It's, like like it's almost like we yeah. have to golf yeah. when we're down You there.
2: have to. It's a requirement. Yeah. We're helping how, children. How you kids? Help do you, do you kids? play? You
3: want to play with us? Have you ever played?
2: I've golfed. I'm not that great. Neither am I. It's uh, okay. Neither am I. I, I play all the time. Just, I suck. Yeah, I'll be there. From, it's it's it's, from it's, just, it's it's just
1: a four-hour drinking <laughs> a experience. That's what we're there for. <laughs> Basically, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm
2: down to hit off the course. I'm, I'm, right. I'm, I'm not other complaining places. about shopping, by the way. I'm the opposite of you, where I find myself like, okay, how much can I possibly pack without having to pay for extra bags? And I'm squeezing stuff in. Mm. I've got some packing. I'm a really good packer, I'm a actually. good
1: packer. Yeah, you like fold the t-shirt yeah. down. Oh, yeah. I'm a great packer. Yeah. I For really sure. squeeze him in. But it's just there.
2: a lot more than what you have, Mr. pullover
1: <clears throat> uh, Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get down on the farm and then you're going to close out our positivity and we have a guest that swing.
2: Oh man.
1: Down on the farm. Today is an intriguing one. Number six on our list, and if you've been following along, we do not have Orion Kirkering as one of our top 10 uh, prospects as we're considering him uh, graduated from prospect life, even though technically he isn't. Uh, so Brian Rincon comes in at number six on our list. He is a shortstop, he could potentially play second base if he gets too thick. in his lower half this is real I read it on the scouting report on (laughs) Baseball America it says he is an exceptional fielder with quick short step movements uh, but if he gets too thick yes thick in his lower half they could see him being a second baseman Mm -mm. Um, so projecting ahead his position most likely a middle infielder Um, name test let's start right there Brian Rincone yeah he's got a shot I can't rule this kid out sounds a little bit like a ball player to me Ryan originally from Venezuela goal. moved to the Pittsburgh area when in high school uh, he's still just 19 years old five foot 10 185 t- uh, pounds he split between low a and high a last year and really impressed Preston Mattingly we'll read you some of his quotes here in a minute uh, his slash line last year between those two uh, clubs uh, two th- is that 34 Tyler the lights are blinding me yes 234 234, 368 361 eight home runs 52 ribbies 27 (laughs) stolen bases (laughs) caught stealing 14 times uh his tools on the scout scale currently right now a 35 on hitting with a ceiling of 55 which is really promising Uh, in the field currently a 45 with another 55 possibility he's a 50 on the scout run scale and a 55 on the throwing scale uh basically he's so young and he made so many strides last year i think that's why it shows you his his potential is through the roof uh so baseball america says he is a top end ceiling of an everyday infielder slash shortstop who hits at the bottom of the order uh but is more likely to settle in as a super utility player who provides plenty of defensive value. Very good fielder. We'll get into some of the Preston Maddenley quotes in a second. Um, this kid has a lot of potential. But again, if you put uh, Brian Rincon in like the Orioles system, he's probably like 13th, 14th yeah. uh, for the Phillies. He's in that you know six to eight range, depending on uh, you know who you follow for your scouting reports.
2: Well, it always makes me chuckle when I hear, when I read their reports, and it's like talking about where they went to high school and you know, the the. Fourteenth round, I'm they like, got him out of Pittsburgh. You were nineteen. You were just in high school. Um, but a lot of positives about his growth and the fact that he caught a lot of people by surprise and kind of flew under the radar. And I know Preston Mattingly was saying how his slash lines don't tell the full story. That is, pitch recognition is really advanced. He makes a ton of contact at the plate, obviously, with him being a switch hitter. You kind of have yeah, to work love double. Yeah, a switch hitter. But he has a really good feel for what pitchers are trying to do to him, and he understands the strike zone. And Alex Coffey actually wrote a nice article um, about him and was including a lot of Mattingly's quotes and just the thoughts, um, as well as some. there were some personal quotes from him as, w- as well now early on he struggled which makes sense he's 19 now uh, so he's only younger then and then you could see that his back quality was good and just the extra movements that he was adding that wasn't necessary so needed some refining needed to clean up his you know the, his swing his movement um, and then also he's been working on uh, cutting out some of the unnecessary movement and for him overall it's it's like he's just taking in all these experiences, learning, and he was mentioning, Brian was talking about, wanting to just play and show people what he can do, you know, and every day working hard, trying his best, trying to get better every day, and baseball's all he's known. Growing up, it was like everything was around baseball. It wasn't holidays, it wasn't you know anything else, trips, it was, everything was baseball. And so he's always, he ate, breathed, sleeps, Baseball and he always has, and he has been able to help with his dad's help and his family's help be able to get opportunities to play in the United States, and then eventually, as we now know, work his way up the ladder and trying to to get to the majors.
1: Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah, Uh, yeah. Maybe there
1: was a family member there or something to help get him off the. I don't know. Yeah, but interesting. Usually, when you have baseball aspirations, you go somewhere a little warmer. Uh, Interesting to go to the Steel City.
2: It was a family member that he stayed with, and that his dad was. That um, makes sense. uh, Yeah, his dad was saying that Physically, he didn't have the right tools at the moment, so moving to the United States, um, his dad knew that it would help him to be able to get he up, he those, those opportunities so they had in to our stay food with and beef family. Up, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, sure. So
1: <laughs> he is more powerful from the right-hand side of the plate, is a switch hitter, uh, but as you said, like that, those are his praises offensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does an excellent job of his swing and miss rate at stuff inside the zone. Uh, between both levels last year, low A and high A, his in-zone miss and chase rates were 11.7% and 16.6%. Obviously, a little bit of work to do, but those are pretty encouraging numbers for somebody 19 years old at a Mm -hmm. low A level. Um, They scouts were impressed with his near-identical swings from both sides of the plate. Uh, Is more powerful, right-handed, but you can't really tell the difference between right or left-handed. As you talked about, he made the jump from low A to high A. Uh, We went over his numbers there but he did draw 68 walks against 76 strikeouts yeah. um, so it's pretty even there and as you talked about those defensive movements he's been working with an infield coach Adam Everett and mm-hmm. Preston Mattingly really uh, gives him credit for uh, quote-unquote Adam was working on cutting out some of those unnecessary movements mm-hmm. I remember walking out onto the field and watching him take ground balls and thinking oh my god that's Brian Rincon mm-hmm. it looked like nothing before the movement was minimal, and I thought to myself, "Wow, this is going to be a lot faster than I expected." He's got a chance to be special, and that's a quote from Preston Mattingly, who was the minor league, uh, f- you know, farm director, and now has been elevated out of that position. But uh, promising stuff. Really yeah. good control of the zone. Love a switch hitter. And probably like the- 20, 20 Seven at the earliest, I would think. Um, So I think somebody in the chat, who was it? Uh, Chris Slemmer. You know, I like these young kids, uh, but it does seem like they're so far away. This is part of rebuilding a farm system is it was so bad for so long. Matt Klintak failed, uh, wasn't able to improve it. Uh, This new front office staff has... But because of that, you have 19-year-old kids who have been in the system for a year who are top 10 top prospects. 10. exactly. You're going to have to be a little patient with these kids. And
2: realistically, he should be lowered down the, the list. And you now, in a year, two years, he's moving into that top 10. And Tyler, I'll let you go in a moment. But I, do, I will say the, the things that I liked about him are the fact that he seems like a quick learner. He's picking up on things quickly, as Preston Mattingly was talking about. And also the fact that he's someone that has, a, it seems like a lot of the intangibles are already there and he just needed some refining with time and with experience versus having to teach him everything. You know, he wasn't chasing balls. He wasn't someone that, um, you know, was all over the place, but very consistent, a, a good foundation that just needs refining. So 2027 could be the projection, you know, around that time. But who knows if he can continue um Growing as, as fast as he's done from even in the last year to now, anything is possible. But it is tough because everybody that we talk about, especially now that we're cracking into the top 10 guys, is 2026, 2027. So Tyler, well, I know you were going to say something. Yeah, my so
3: bad. You, you were mentioning uh, him working with Adam Everett. Not that Adam Everett was a, an elite player by any means, and, and not much of an offensive threat Respected at all. Respected coach, though. Highly, but yeah. Adam Everett played f- had five years in his major league career where he played at least a hundred games, and in every single one of those years, his defensive WAR was at least a one point five. But four of those five years were two two, two five, three three, and in two thousand six, he led the National League uh in defensive war at a 4-1 the guy knows what he's doing right so to get you know to be able to have a coach with legit it middle infield major league experience i think can certainly help this guy who's already pretty you know pretty slick with the Mm
2: -hmm. glove that's a great point i mean that's the defensive side has been a big improvement as well so i'm i'm encouraged i think uh brian rincon and i know i talked about it yesterday um, that Brian Rincone is one of the prospects that the Phillies are really excited about. That's what Matt Gal wrote in a piece earlier that he's one of like the two that really jump off the page as uh, someone they're looking forward to in the future. So I am too, Brian yeah. Rincon. Yeah, he's an Rinning. exciting one. Definitely.
1: I would imagine he's going to start Rincon. the year at high A uh, with a chance to maybe Bri- move Bri- up Bri- this year because uh, he does seem to be taking those strides there. So uh, we'll definitely be paying attention to all these kids in the top 10 this year. All right. All right, as we're as we're closing out the show uh renee we have to get to your positivity in a second but tyler i thought of you yesterday when i saw this jason kelsey story he wants to buy the rights to backyard sports and bring back backyard baseball and backyard football. I missed the bring boat it on back. these. Bring it were back. you a Pablo? Bring, was oh it Pablo God, Lopez yes. or we were no? It's about still not Pablo Lopez. Film. What was his name?
3: Pablo Lopez plays for the Twins. Wasn't it Pablo? Somebody. Pablo <laughs> Sanchez. Sanchez. Pablo Sanchez. Uh, so Jason Kelsey wants to bring the bring video games back. back. Does this back. warm your heart? Yeah, Renee and I and JP talked about this yesterday on the Union Show too. It's it, I missed I, it. I'm so excited. Follow. for this now granted <laughs> here's what i'm gonna say if you're going to make it i, I don't need 2024 i was gonna graphics. say you keep it yeah, the sound graphics keep it the basic yeah i probably 90s would
2: looking yeah i agree on because that
3: because the, the the game that they're making yes it's going to be for young kids still it's going to be a kid's game sure. but when you have such a gap the game you're making for is us, part nostalgia. The kids yeah. that like we were kids that <laughs> yes. grew up with this game. So there is a, an era of like, I, I kind of hope that they. You know, you don't have to make it. You know, CD-ROM, Microsoft yeah, yeah. ninety eight mm-hmm. graphics. I was a Doom right, guy. guy. <laughs> but like, oh, wow. you ha- there should be an there. element to it of it doesn't need to be twenty twenty four. Sure, you know five. But you would buy it if it got released. Yeah, probably.
2: I would. Um, we sports and backyard sports were up there with me with like my Sega days, my um, Sonic the Hedgehog, Spyro, Crash Bandicoot days that I was playing. Did you ever play um,
1: Earthworm Jim? No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like fun. What was it about? It was awesome. I was a uh, to like, so my old heads in
1: the chat. A Pac I mean, Man and Atari
2: and like. I mean, it, it looked like too. when you mentioned
1: Sonic the Hedgehog, like Earthworm Jim was that same time frame. You know, you got to be a worm and you were cool and you had guns.
2: Oh i never yeah. played that Earthworm one it sounds Day like was awesome. fun
1: yeah but um, that's
2: but that's what your childhood was the, the video games you could play back when i was flushing my cds down the toilet mm. um these were these were the classics you would play backyard sports were just like the same way you played outside you had kenny in the wheelchair because we went over this yesterday It's some some of the big names you had um ricky johnson pablo Duke-a-boom. sanchez yeah, I mean this, and then and then you got to draft your teams, and you got to play yeah. just like you would and play. I it. And they I'm were sure great. I would have loved it. Oh, but, you would have loved it. You would yeah. have loved it.
1: Yeah, spiral out. I'm with you there on Duke Nukem. That was awesome. Oh, Nintendo. Uh, I had Nintendo. Yeah. All
2: right, Renee. What a day. What a this time. is
1: our final day. We did 24 days of Phillies positivity, and we're all being put out of our misery in that we don't have to scrape our brain for any more Phillies positivity. You are closing us out here on. 24 days. What is the 24th reason why the Phillies are going to be better this year than they were last year?
2: All right. Since this is it.
1: Toe Toe and Earl was good. It was another video game.
2: Now I want to play some video games. Yeah, I know. Since we are at the end and all of our positivity is to manifest a championship, we all 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 want to see the Phillies win the World Series. So I feel like, therefore, my final positivity has to be in line with winning a title so mine is that the phillies will not lose back-to-back playoff games and they will not blow a playoff lead because when you look at the last two years going back to 2022 they the, shit themselves a little going bit. back the last two seasons in the wild card round phenomenal won both games knocked it out marlins cardinals see ya then, in the NLDS... see the performance. Won four... <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Won those 4-1. Great. Went on into the NLCS. Won that 4-1 as well. When they had the lead, they went on, put the team away, took that 3-1 lead, closed out in five. The times they lost 4-2, 4-3, in the World Series to the Astros, in the NLCS to the Diamondbacks, the Phillies lost back-to-back games. It was a 2-1 series. They were... Um, up against the Astros, that you ended up losing that series, 4-2. And it was, as we know, up 2-0 against the Diamondbacks, and you end up losing 4-3. If they didn't win, if they didn't lose back-to-back games, let's say Mm, the Phillies beat the Astros 7-0 back in 2022. The Astros come back, shut out the Phillies, but then the Phillies win the next one to keep that lead? All right. They, they would have won the World Series. I, Same thing with the Diamondbacks. If you didn't blow, okay, you lose game three. We knew a loss was coming. It's hard to shut a team out. You lose game three, but then you turn around and win game four, take that 3-1 lead, the series is over. So in, if you if you have a Phillies team this year and we see them going to the playoffs, keep their foot on necks, pedal to the metal, don't let down, especially as the playoffs wear on, it's a whole different ball game, guys. Right, so I like that's it. what I'm going with. Do there not lose back to back in the playoffs. That's a, it's a killer. It's a momentum swinger. It causes a downfall from there. It's hard to recover losing back to back games.
1: All right. I like it. There's Ow. our 24 days <laughs> of positivity, which we will get out on the website in some way, shape, or form. Um, <laughs> uh, I might have to write it. <laughs> I can write words. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but we'll get it up on the website. 24 days. We did it. We made it, guys. Woo! Yeah. Tyler, all right.
2: That's not you, right? That's the other Tyler's. Only? No, that's me. Oh, okay.
3: Oh, hello. I chat every once in a while. This Arkham is City is that's one of my they're, all-time They're talking about the games opinion. that they're currently playing and Dave P <sighs> said he's playing the Arkham trilogy. Arkham wow. City is one of the great games. I mean, I would time. imagine
2: like Man. that Spider-Man
3: gameplay was always awesome.
1: Spider-Man, Spider-Man was oh, fantastic. I used, yeah. Spider-Man
2: Spider-Man was I used to play Spider-Man. I used to play the Hulk too. That was an underrated really fun video game to play. To be the Hulk and jumping Hulk around Smash. and you had to fight the dogs, you had to fight fight everything. dogs like from the first hawk when he fought the big dogs oh, do you remember in the hawk when the dogs took the same stuff and they went well, that's a great in segue
1: into <laughs> our last point before guess that swing a big birthday <laughs> shout out to major major the phillies pop i think he oh, turned two see, uh, if i'm I knew, not mistaken you up yeah so happy here. birthday major happy he's, a, he's birthday a very good boy certified good boy down there at Citizens Bank. Happy where do you birthday. think major stays Around
2: in Citizens Bank Park, duh. Does in like he? a doghouse there? Do they? No, I'm just kidding. I don't. Somebody really takes know. them home, right? Yeah, they can't do that. That's that's not allowed.
1: Yeah, no. Somebody, somebody. I wonder who gets to take Major home. That's pretty cool. Do you think?
2: Do you think that somebody gets paid to <sighs> be the owner of Major and wow. that's their job?
1: That would be awesome. Like I
2: actually now that you think about now that I think about it, for every team that has a, a live animal as their mascot, somebody like has George to take with care Bulldogs, of do you think they are literally hiring Probably. a Major? What that do you call him? Just What's his title? On... Like, director of it's, it's, major? It's
3: major's <laughs> probably caretaker or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a dream job right there.
1: Because there's it's,
2: no way that's a front office person. You get paid for that? That's, like, he, that's <laughs> no. like a person. That's someone's job is to be the the animal caretaker.
1: All right, Renee. We're getting to guess that swing. We're <laughs> trying stalling. to get out of I'm here I'm smiling, I'm
3: stalling I'm stalling. <laughs> I don't want to play. <laughs> All right, Tyler. Let's hit us with today's guess that swing. Matt right, was tough this yesterday. I'm going to say on the scale of one to ten, this is a... Two or a three.
2: Oh, but that almost makes it And what it was worse. Matt Verling?
3: Like, like an, an eight. eight. Okay. Yeah. Right. Mark so was
2: a two. This right. is going to be
3: like a two or a three. Oh, and gosh. there's a couple of defining Ooh, all right. factors on this silhouette. Is it a, is it a thick lower half?
2: <laughs> oh, gosh.
3: <laughs> Ooh. Oh,
2: okay. That's I'm texting nice, you my answer. I got nice it. Nice leg. I'm in. Wow.
1: Don't look at my text. Get out of here.
2: Your confidence is making me want to look.
1: Nope. Yeah. All in. right, I'm Jamie's in. locked in. Wow. Before anyone in the in the chat guesses.
2: Wait, I have to pull up my thing.
1: Did you see it, Tyler? Yes. All right.
2: Happy birthday. By the way,
1: Fujinama got 3.35 birthday. million from the Mets. Yeah, would done it in incentives. Yeah,
2: now that's. Yeah. I had heard You're on him, the door he had been to connected. Title. He had four million dollars. Just, just pay it. Just Who cares? Pay it. Just pay it. I I actually was expecting. Um, I, I remember reading something with his name tied to the. All right, Kelly's. stop stalling.
3: Let's
1: get uh, guessing.
2: No, Renee. Oh, mine Renee. Was Renee, Renee.
3: Oh, you in. in. Oh, you're uh, A lot of people in the chat are saying the the same name. Um, Renee and Jamie, you guys gave me the same name. You're all uh, you're all winners today. No.
2: Nah. I know my name. The elbow name. guard
3: was the giveaway.
2: Yeah, for uh, sure. And his body's ex- like I feel like I. He has a his, very like. Like he's he he, le- he curls into his.
1: Yeah, like he lowers his head and like right shoulder. He dips a lot. He's like hugging the bat. Yeah, but the elbow guard was definitely it. Nick Castellanos, we all get a win on this Friday. I think that might have been a layup on a Friday to make us feel good entering the weekend by our
3: uh, social media maven, Chris, there. Uh, A little layup for us. We'll take it because uh, I've been on a cold streak. We go from Nick Castellanos being easy to his guess that trajectory, and he picked Paul Baco. (laughs) Like, what are we doing? Where is
2: the in-between?
3: Yeah. Uh, Well. Well, shout out to everybody in here today.
1: Yeah. Please hit that likes WRM, up button.
2: Dave, Spiral Out, Barbara, CMC, everybody Wim, that tuned in. One thirty nine.
1: Everybody in here, we appreciate you. We love you. We hope you have a great weekend. Uh, we will be back on Monday at our new time, which is going to be 11 a.m. <laughs> going forward until at least the season starts. Uh, so 11 a.m. going forward. We won't be your lunch dates anymore, but we'll be your pre-lunch dates. Uh, maybe we'll just start making it a lunch happy hour before lunch, Why not? right? We can make our Happy own hours house. before dinner. So we just start, yeah, we'll just bump it up. and just Yeah, maybe happy at 11 hour before lunch.
2: I like it. Yeah, like yeah it. sure.
1: Um, but everybody well, like have a... Brunch- a- with
2: like mimosas
1: yeah have a great weekend out there hopefully the phillies do something spoiler alert they're not going to so don't get <laughs> excited uh but we'll be back on monday at 11 a.m have a great weekend everyone Enjoy for tyler first
2: friday of february
1: <laughs> that's not a thing people say for renee i'm jamie we'll see you on monday we
2: all